0: Chicago Bears GM Ryan Poles has an offseason where he's gonna to have to make a bunch of tough decisions on today's episode we're gonna talk about five of the toughest decisions ahead of the GM during this offseason we're also gonna dive into the mailbag since it is Friday and answer your voicemails we're gonna get into all that and more right after this you are now tuned into Chicago Bears Central your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content all right, Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. I'm the host here, Hayes, and we got to talk about Ryan Pope. And so, the GM of the Chicago Bears has a bunch of decisions in front of him this offseason and all, and frequently or just as a sports fan, it's easier for us to talk about those decisions as if they're not as big as what they are. When you look at the great GMs and executives in the NFL, they make deals not only for the present, but also think about the implications that they could have for the future. And that is what Ryan Poles really has to look at in a couple of these different scenarios that we're going to talk about today. And the first one that we're going to talk about is what to do with running back David Montgomery. Now, I do think that both sides, in this case with the Bears and David Montgomery and his agents, are motivated to to get on the same page. They do want to see a connection there. But the biggest thing, as we know, for people who have watched football in and out is that sometimes, even though you want a deal to work out, finding that magic number that makes both sides can be proven difficult For, at times, even if somebody wants to stay. And so with that being said now, when you look at the, kind of the pay gap with running backs in the NFL, you have a gap between the $7 million mark and the $12 million mark. And then you have a lot of running backs in this draft that are going to kind of fill out, I'm sorry, in this offseason, that are going to kind of fill out that middle area. You have one in Saquon Barkley that is probably going to set that bar even higher, but that's what is kind of shaping up. And you have, I think, most Bears fans... Want David Montgomery back? I do think that there are some, maybe a small vocal minority that want to see the Bears go after an even bigger name like a Saquon Bark. But the Ryan Poles and David Montgomery, like the the vibe that you get from this, is that they that the sides want to get a deal done. They want to mo- they want to find a deal that's uh, mutually beneficial for both sides, and so that's going to be one of the biggest and toughest decisions in front of Ryan Poles, not just to get a deal done, but to get it done at the right number to where it doesn't look like a huge overpay down the line, or it's not a deal that negatively impacts some things you may have to use your cap space for in a year or two, even after this off season. So it's not as easy as it always seems on paper, even with both sides really seeming like they want to get it done. Now, I do think in this case that they there is going to get a, uh, be a deal done but Ryan Poles also has to weigh in the Khalil Mack of it all, and what that what I mean by that is is yes, David Montgomery and Khalil Mack were a great one-two punch, the best in the NFL by by a large mark. Well, by many estimations, or depends on what metrics you use. And so there's a, there's an idea to keep that together, but there's also an idea of if the number for David Montgomery gets too high, you do have Khalil Mack there, and you could add another running back, be it through free agency or maybe even through the draft, um, if you see a player there that then you say hey, listen, it's just, I, I we, we try to get a deal done, and it just didn't happen. Um, So I'm, I'm still leaning towards me thinking that this deal gets done. This is not anything where I think necessarily that it's not going to be done and David Montgomery is not going to be a Chicago Bear next year, but there is the chance. And just because you have to go to the table, you have to do it right and correctly for both sides. And so we'll end up seeing if it gets done, but that is definitely, I think, one of the decisions that Ryan Poles is going to make early in the free agency period. I don't think that it's going to wait. I don't I don't think it's going to be something that goes pretty long. I know Ryan Poles probably does have other targets and other things that he does need to fill. But one of the first decisions that I think Ryan Poles is going to make and have to make this offseason is the decision on David Montgomery and finding that number that makes both sides happy. Next up is whether to extend Jalen Johnson. And while Jalen Johnson is definitely our best cornerback, let's be clear here. Does Kyler Gordon have a chance maybe get that? Maybe, but you have a surefire thing that you have the best cornerback in your team, and you have to make a decision if you're going to extend them or not. But while Jalen Johnson didn't have a bad season, I wouldn't say, there still has some issues that you can try. If you find a more solid number one cornerback, you, you could kind of fix those. I mean, he does have issues um, uh, with, with uh, you know, following wideouts, crossing routes, downfield routes. He's great in playing zone. And he's and he's and he's great when he's on one side of the field and has to worry about that. But when it's all said and done, it's when you you look at when you look at the Jalen Johnson situation, it is going to be a big decision. Not nearly as big as the David Montgomery one, but it is going to be a tough decision that he has to decide whether to give Jalen Johnson that extension. So we'll see. Um, You know, most people, at least I view him as he's he's a low tier number one. But he will be a great number two. So do you look to maybe do something and improve? And then if that does come, do you give Jalen Johnson that extension? Let me know what you guys think on that one. The next up is the wide receiver position. And this is one of the most important ones for a couple of different reasons. Yes, the Chicago Bears did trade for Chase Claypool and, and gave up a pick that would have been a great pick to have in this draft, which has left some of the non the less patient Chicago Bears fans to kind of la- try to label that deal as a, as a bust or, or a failure of a deal the story's way too um early to get to to be written on that and you always knew even in cha- trading for Chase Claypool at the time that we did we still had issues with the offensive line we still wanted a team that passed the ball a lot then when you factor into that Darnell Mooney going down shortly after we get Chase Claypool him dealing with his own injuries and and, and things like that and just the the uncertainty and the inconsistency in that lineup towards the back end of that season it's really hard to evaluate Chase Claypool but Ryan Poles may also have to make a decision on trying to extend him or not at this time period. And, you know, again, very small sample size. You can't really base very much off the sample size that Chase Claypool got to play with us because of the aforementioned uh, situations that happened there. But you do have to look at it and try to make that decision. But like I said, this isn't just about Chase Claypool. This is about the wide receiver position as a whole. When you look at some of the decisions that Ryan Poles made at the wide receiver position, Most of them didn't really pay the dividends that we expected, like with Chase Claypool. But again, we already talked about the reasons why that happened. But even if you look at the the prove it deal that we gave to Byron Pringle, one of our bigger signings as far as numbers in the offseason and really netted us a net zero. We didn't even get to see Byron Pringle a lot. And when he was on the field, he didn't catch very many passes. On top of that, you then pass up wide receivers in the draft that a lot of Bears fans wanted, and you, then you decided to draft Valius Jones, and then he really has given us a big, fat nothing. Shown some flashes in both the passing game and, and the return game, but his issues with turnovers and key moments and things that affected the Chicago Bears season are, are kind of what's burnt into the minds of Chicago Bears fans when they think about Velus Jones. So, again, when you just look at that, what Ryan Poles decides to do with this wide receiver position, I already told you guys, do not be surprised if Ryan Poles does not attack that wide receiver position in the way that you may think. But you have Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool as your top two, and the, the one and two respectively. Maybe you get out another one, and then you, they each move down. There's something that could be said to that. But again, I don't think that wide receiver is going to maybe be as, top, as high as a highlight of a priority in this offseason as some Bears fans would want just because I think you got to do the front seven on both sides that's my opinion again you guys can have different ones but what Ryan Poles decides to do with the wide receiver position this offseason is going to be hugely important for for regardless of what what more protection Justin Fields have but in his development and also continue to evaluate him as a passer so that's a big uh, position and the big decisions that he's going to have to make a bunch of smaller ones that make up an overall big decision but when you look at it, we know that we have Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. Uh, we are already extended. Equinomy is St. Brown. So what is the wide receiver position going to look like for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears offense at the start of next season? That's a big question in front of Ryan Poles this offseason. Next up, what trade to accept in the for the number one overall pick? And I think so often we think about the now with the number one overall pick. We're looking at what teams have other high draft picks that Ryan Poles can do something with this draft. But Ryan Poles has a unique situation. If the team has the necessary assets to not only net more picks this draft, but possibly always get something in next year's draft, and the reason why that's important, if Ryan Poles his bets and things pay off this offseason, and the Bears are a much improved team and they make the playoffs, if you get a if you forecast correctly what a team's success may be next season, and get a pick that ends up being a high pick to take advantage of, you maybe having a lower pick that can completely change how you how you attack next year's offseason as well. So even in trading this year's number 1 overall pick, Ryan Poles also has to look at what permutations and combinations of deals gets him the best overall package, not just zeroing it in on just this year. And that is a tougher decision than what I think me and a lot of other Bears fans realize it is. It's not what we think. It's just looking at, okay, we swap the one and the four. bam, we good. We get an extra second. Yeah, we good. But if you get some some draft picks that act that could pay off for you also in further years down the road in that in that trade you now have completely in my opinion maximized the potential of that number one overall pick all right another tough uh call for ryan poles is just to rather extend um certain players uh at this eddie jackson do you give eddie jackson um an extension or do you cut him like that's that's the thing again not saying that that eddie jackson doesn't belong on this team but when you look at the financials of it you as a post june 1st cut you can save the team $13 million. Yes, you may say, hey, we got a lot of cap space. Hayes, why are we worried about saving cap space? Because, again, you're not only forecasting for now, but in the future. You can save $13 million on Eddie Jackson by cutting him post-June 1st. He's an $8 million savings if you cut him prior to June 1st. So with the cap space that we have, of course, we can probably not only worry about that, but if we do decide that we need that extra uh, uh, space to sign our draft class, if we end up with a a ton amount of picks, We could look to move on from that and cut that contract to save us some money on the back end. The next one up is Lucas Patrick. Cutting Lucas Patrick can get us $4 million in in savings, but because we never really got to see him at center, only playing 10 snaps at the position we wanted to see him, he could be worth the cost of having a depth piece, depending on what else we do with that offensive line. I think I already told you guys how I feel about it before, not the biggest Lucas Patrick fan, but... And, and the fact of the death piece, or if you necessarily don't get the pieces you thought we were going to be able to get on the offensive line, you may think to keep them. The next one up, though, is Cody White here. $10 million that we can save by releasing or cutting him. Um, and while he has had a better career, uh, his age, the injury history, his salary, it would probably make him more likely a cut than Lucas Patrick, especially because it nets you more savings. So be on the lookout for that as well. But those are the decisions that I feel Ryan Poles has ahead of him in this offseason season that are going to be tough decisions to make. Now, before, it's it's Friday. You can't have Friday without a mailbag episode. We got one mailbag. This voicemail is from BC. What up, Chicago Bears Central? It's your man, BC. You know I'm always right. Hey, out the gate, let me say, man, y'all doing a great job. I hear y'all about a year in. I've been rocking with y'all every day while I'm out here driving this truck, man. So just keep doing a great job. Hey, like your, like nephews say, oh, bro. Hey, check it out real quick. They say the tight end market, the tight end draft is really good this year. You think if we draft a really good tight end in the second or third round, that could alleviate the need of getting a number one wide receiver? Let me hear what you think, bro. I'll let me. All right. So, BC, the answer to your question is this. I don't think tight end is necessarily need for the Chicago Bears. When you look at it, at least in my opinion, we have Cole Komet there. We already have to make a decision on Cole Komet. Now, if they think that maybe they can't lock him up long term, maybe they do do something. But I I understand your mindset of, of getting a nice tight end, kind of alleviating some things on that wide receiver. But that is kind of what we have Cole Komet for. And then if we do need to add some depth there, I think depth, I think we'd add Ryan Griffin back. Somebody who's already familiar with the system, a veteran, things like that. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't think the tight end is going to be high on the list of priorities for the Chicago Bears in this draft, but I could be wrong, especially if they see a talent down there that they just fell in love with because even if you do draft them and you still have Cole Komet, having two tight ends that both can catch passes and do some things creatively for Luke Getz's offense could be huge. So I don't necessarily know exactly their methodology or mindset. We would know more about it at free agency, after free agency, since that comes before the draft. But at least my initial thought on that is that I don't necessarily see them going after a tight end in this draft. That's just my personal opinion, BC. But thank you for calling in and leaving that voicemail. I'll let you guys know how you can leave in voicemails on future uh, mailbag episodes. But that's it for me for today. Make sure you're following the show at Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. ChicagoBearCentralOjima.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773 242-9336. 242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. Like I liked in every episode on, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Media.